Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to One P Talk, One Purpose Blog Talk Radio Show. I am the editor and owner of One Purpose Magazine, and I am here with another week of our community chat, where we bring you self-love talk, culture topics, and main topics that are centered around health, wellness, and mental health. Thank you for tuning in to our weekly podcast. I hope you are here to enjoy the show. Hey, 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 what is up? What is up? It is your girl, Nia, owner of One Purpose Magazine, publisher of Jones Publishing and Enterprises, and I'm just here for my weekly self-love talk. As you all may know, I mentioned it before that I have my book, my memoir coming out, which is As Thyself by Nia. You can pre-order at asthyselfbynia.com, and it's on sale now for $7.77. There is a story behind that that is uh, shared on my YouTube page. So if you want to check that out, you can visit youtube.com slash onepurposemag where you can find content there and keep up with what I have going on for the book, for the magazine, the digital show, and things like that. But today we're here for our self-love topic. And today we're talking about leveraging non-romantic relationships. It seems as though we're in a time where everybody is talking about how to find a maid and what we should be doing in dating and looking for love and this, this, and that. But I said, you know what, maybe we need to start changing the conversation because it ain't working. Ain't nobody finding nobody (laughs) to where it's long-lasting, loving, um, generational building foundations for kids and villages to thrive, right? You have it sprinkled here and there, and we appreciate that. We love, I personally love to see those dynamics on play out on YouTube and reality shows and things like that, as long as they're authentic and not for TV. I love to see that, and we need that to help us understand what um, marriage and union incorporates. But for those of us who are single, I think that we need to start changing and redirecting our focus to purpose, right? So I kind of had somewhat of a revelation while I was driving when, you know, I was like, what if God has hardened our hearts towards each other for a reason? Because he wants us to seek him. Maybe he has made this connecting thing for relationship a bit more complicated than it has been in the past because we have strayed so much farther away from God in uh, looking for relationships and and being in them that he wants us to focus on him first. So I'm thinking that maybe we should start changing the conversation, but still benefiting from the other relationships that we have without it being a marriage, like our friendships and our family, to kind of focus in on our purpose. And once we discover what our purpose is, using those relationships to leverage us in the things that we decide to do and conquer and um, and and accomplish here on earth that Paul's was on purpose because <laughs> I, I think that's something to think about. I think that we have to start thinking about how if we're blessed to still have our parents, how we can help, how we can use those 
relationships to um, first men, if you don't have a good relationship with your parents, making sure that you mend the, the gaps or mend the hurt that's in those relationships and using your parents to begin to get on track or get on the path that God wants you to be on, asking them questions about, you know, your history and your grandparents and what, what their mission was for the family, um, you know, and some of the, the, the generational things that impact previous generations that they know about. Start asking those questions and using those relationships to help you navigate yourself into your purpose. And if you have friends, you know, calling on them to help you with their gifts and talents and things like that to help you get to a better place so that you're not seeking, you are being sought out. How about that? That you're not being asked what you bring to the table. When someone looks at you and when they see you, they already know what they bring, what you bring to the table. So it's only two type of people that's going to approach you if you're not seeking things out but being sought out. There's two type of, types of people that's going to approach you. One is the snake that want to use you, be cautious. Two is the person who know they got to get their stuff together and knowing they have to get their stuff together to approach you and will not approach you until they get their stuff together, right? Those are the types of those, not the first, those are the type of people that we want to be in relationship with. But until we get there, we have so many people around us that can help us walk in our purpose and travel down the path. It, it's not a, you know, people talk about being lonely a lot so often. And it's the world isn't really as lonely as we try to make it seem. You know, you just don't have what society approves. And, the, and usually the relationships that society approve of it's cultivated off of just a facade. You know, it's not a lot of authentic relationships being celebrated. And people, the, the, the image that people create that, that's typically being celebrated. Y'all have anybody in the room? I would love for somebody to chime in on this conversation. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Come on, come on. I'm loading slow. It doesn't look like anybody is in the It's connecting. It's connecting. But anyway, let's see. No, but like I was saying, leveraging those relationships is very important. Like for me, if I talk about, you know, what, if I bring my personal experience into the conversation, which I always like to do, you know, I have failed relationships and I talk about that in my book. I'm very open and transparent about that. Uh, I had started out seeking, not seeking, but desiring um Oh, that's a long story. I have to go. You have to read the book to get <laughs> to get to the bottom of my first relationship. But uh, I had thought that relationship was going to land into was going to end in marriage, and it didn't. And then after that, I was disappointed again. So through all the disappointment, instead of turning bitter, I turned to the relationships and the people that I had around me that loved on me, and that and people always say everybody don't have that, but you can always find your village. You can always find your people. At first, I did not, and I guess I was lucky because I grew up in a, a suburban community where it was a lot of people and families like mine coming from urban areas, trying to move into the suburbs to get away from gang violence and drug sales and all of those things. So you had a block of of, of families that was escaping this lifestyle, but somehow we ended up all on the same block and we became somewhat of a family. 
And I was just thinking about when um, I was going through breakups and not really knowing what I wanted out of a career. I was in between uh, banking and communications and marketing, and I couldn't figure it out. And I was just kind of upset with everybody and kind of down sometimes. And then I had a friend who um, is now, now he's passed away. But my daughter's talking to me. (laughs) But he uh, passed away in 2008. But we used to have so much fun when we were, we would, um, we would be going through and then we would just meet up and just spend the day hanging out all day, just hanging out, having fun, listening to music, just doing what young people should be doing and did not dwell in that. And being in those moments where I had people around me who were just authentic and fun and loving, that took me away from the um, the woe is me situation that I was having at home. And it was very important. My friend Daryl used to always be like, come outside, come outside. And we were going through some of the same stuff and, you know, some of the same issues being in our 20s. But when we got together, we had fun. We kicked it, (laughs) if you will. And so I I realized how those relationships and using those as leverage to help you get to your next level was so important to kind of take you out of the woe is me mode. And we have to remember to do that. I think because now we live in such an isolated world that we isolate ourselves and try to heal in isolation. And that is not the best way to heal. We have to get reconnected. We have to get ourselves back into a dynamic of hanging out with our friends and finding our community and finding our village outside of social media. I really like finding, you know, the village on social media or the community on social media through like pages, for example, uh, groups and things like that. That's so much fun. I've been using fan base lately where they have these audio rooms and you find like-minded people and bounce ideas out there. I think that's so dynamic. But on top of that, we do, we need connection. You know, we need human connection. We need presence and we need love. Sometimes we need a hug, you know, and I know that that is like a hug. Wait, are you vaccinated? (laughs) Don't hug me unless you got the vaccine, honey. If You know, that's debatable, but for the most part, it uh, you know, we are cautious is what I'm saying or my, the point I'm trying to make. And so I just think that we should get back to connecting and reconnecting. And it's so unfortunate that we don't have the type of music that encourages that. <sighs> I, I, I get so down when I think about how um, Brother R. Kelly really messed up his legacy because if you listen to a lot, the positive music that wasn't, didn't have sexual, I, I, I can't say sexual innuendos because there was no innuendos, but just sexually explicit. If you, if, you, if you take that out of the spectrum and you think about a lot of the other music that he had, it was all about connecting and love and um, community in many of the, uh, the healthier songs that he had written and that that he have in his collection and his albums. And so it just sucks that we don't have that anymore. And in, in such a time as these, we really need that. We love the social conscious music that's coming out of 2020 that, you know, kind of woke people up to a lot of the issues that this country is having, especially when it comes to race. 
but we definitely need those uh, songs that bring us together, that bring us, bring us into wanting to have those Fish Fry Fridays that are, uh, that you know, when I was a kid growing up in Chicago, we used to have those or having the backyard parties or all of the little stepper sets that that uh, was very popular in Chicago back in the day. And I don't know, I can't speak for other parts of the country, like the South and the East Coast and the things that they did, but I know there were community things and family-oriented events that took place that the, remu- the, the, the music in those areas reflected. And, and that's what I'm kind of speaking on. Um, R. Kelly's music reflected a lot of those cultural things that we incorporated in in the Chicagoland area. And that's why you get a lot of Chicago people that just will not uh, separate from his music because of that. And and we need that, you know, and I think that that's reason for not wanting to let go of the music is because we only have an idea of that through, through the music. So, you know, that's very important to, to incorporate into our everyday lives and, and uh, make a priority. So leverage your relationships, your non-romantic relationships. If why you ain't got nobody, and you know what? When you do find somebody, leverage the relationships that you trust with your union, right? Um, like I mentioned before, we all marry with the, uh, with a village supporting us, and we should. And that village should be a village that supports your marriage, that loves both people. That a village that love both people. I'm always trying to be grammatically correct, <laughs> even though I fail most of the time. But your village should be your support system for yourself and your marriage. And, you know, all that isolation, don't let people talk about your marriage. That's for people that don't, you know, that never supported you from the beginning. But use your relationships around you to leverage the positivity and the good that's village-oriented, community-oriented, that, that honors marriage. Put those people in your life. Even if you got to find them, find them. It's easy to find people nowadays. You know, even if they're not your people and you ain't grow up with them, it's easy to find connection nowadays. It may not be easy to find somebody to marry, you know, but the like-minded people are out there. So I encourage folks to find their village, find their people, connect with people so that you can get what you need to fulfill your purpose and live out the vision that God has for your life and connect spiritually. Get your heart aligned. Get that unilateral connection with um, with heaven so that you can be poured into through the spirit of God and, and in however you believe in him. So that's it. That's a show for me. That's a wrap. I will be back next week with the same kind of talk, self-love talk. Peace.